With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. I'm continuing to, to just be inspired by things that I, that I think I may have glossed over the first time through the American Covenant book, The Untold Story. And again, this idea of covenant is being in sacred promise, sacred relationship with God. That's what our founders understood. That's what made this country so great. That was the formula, the recipe for our great strength, our freedom, and our blessing. And that's what we've forgotten as a nation. Not the best politics in the world, the most powerful army in the world, the best education in the world, even the most beautiful churches in the world will not maintain and sustain our freedoms without the fundamental principles of true faith in God and true morality and character. Goodness flowing from your heart because heaven is flowing through you. Faith and trust in God is absolutely essential and our founders understood that our founding fathers and our founding mothers, and they read God's word. And that's where they they took their guidance for how to form families, churches, and civil government. This is what we need to get back to. We can listen to people just scream and yell politics all day long, and it will never fix the problem. Because there is a ruler who is above every pharmaceutical ruler, every media giant, every political... um, president, vice president, governor, everything. And that is the king of the kings, the Lord of the lords. And ultimately, the politics of heaven require that the people of the family of faith understand that we were made by him for him on purpose, for a purpose. And that purpose is to know him and to know him is to love him. And when we follow his ways, it brings blessing to people and brings heaven to earth. Isn't that beautiful? That's what we're here for. And we can learn so much from our founding fathers and mothers in this regard. We talked the other night about the power of self-government. That's not simply to do whatever I want to do. Uh, Each person doing what's right in their own eyes, that leads to anarchy. But it's when I have the power to do what is right in the eyes of God. That leads to blessing for everyone. And early Americans understood that just as you learn how to govern yourself, you then have to learn how to govern your family. And then once you learn how to govern your family, then you learn how to govern the family of faith. And then after that, you govern the national family. And those are the three institutions of, um, once you learn how to govern yourself, you govern the family, the church, and the nation, the civil government. And this is what, where it gets really interesting. When the, when, the, uh, when the pilgrims left England due to the persecution there, they went to hospitable Holland, where they hung out with their pastor, their minister, and learned these great principles of how to build a church. And for guidance, they turned to the word of God, the mandates of heaven. And in the New Testament, they discovered something 
about the form of government in the early church, the early family of faith. They discovered that they were spontaneous associations of believers. They just, they popped up in, out of nowhere because heaven had begun to flow through people's hearts. They heard the message of the gospel, they responded to it, and all of a sudden they were attracted to one another because of a distinctive set of ideas and principles that they believed in. They were spontaneous gatherings of believers forming families of faith. Listen to this. One historian said it this way, that individuals and families were drawn toward each other by their common trust in Jesus the Christ. And they became a community united, not by external bonds, meaning the government didn't say, all right, you're going to be in this church and you're going to be in that church and you have to do this. No, they did it voluntarily because of a vital dynamic force, like a fire burning in their heart to be with one another because they wanted to, voluntarily, freely. Isn't that great? That's how church ought to be, right? You go because you want to go, not because your parents drug you there, although that's not always a bad idea to uh, have our kids do the things that we know are good for them, uh, but they're not mature enough to understand that yet. But not a civil government. That's a different sphere of authority forcing people, adult people, to church. No, it's grown adults finding a love for God, transforming their heart, and now wanting to be with people of the same heart and of the same mind. And here's where it gets really exciting. They also learned that the organization, the forming of those local bodies of the family of faith in Jerusalem, in the early church, were essentially democratic. They were essentially little republics. The society of believers were little republics, meaning that those who studied the Bible would form themselves into voluntary associations and groups on fire for the mandates of heaven. They were drawn to one another voluntarily and they governed themselves by electing leaders and put them in positions of authority within the church. So they didn't have a church that was appointed by a king who set all the rules and dictated to them his will or her will, but the people voluntarily united together and then governed themselves by appointing people that would take care of the family of faith's business. And they voluntarily submitted to those rules joyfully because they got to elect the people and they made sure they were people of faith and character. And the sworn enemy of those early families of faith was the corrupt power church of England. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian Healthcare Ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. 
And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. You see, many of these separatists broke away from the big centralized bully power church that was really in bed with the king and the queen. They had hitched their wagon and the church was now controlled by the crown. And, and, and these early members of the family of faith, once they got the, the Bible into their own hands <clears throat> in America, these were people who were free. And they knew that the church and the family of faith's form of government would be free. And they were free to elect their leaders. But what happened was that due to the pressure of persecution economic pressures, community pressures, political pressures, they were gradually forced to give up more and more of their freedom and grant emergency powers to their leaders. Does that sound familiar? Today, we've got things called emergency use authorization powers that we the people have allowed our leaders to grab and in doing so are beginning to control not only the government outside of our constitution and 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 the laws of our nation but also to control what can and cannot happen and be said and not said in the church and when the doors can be opened and closed, and control the family and how we educate our children in schools. And it's even coming down to controlling individuals and individual freedom. This is what happened in early America as they began to give up their freedoms through emergency authorization powers to their government leaders. They let their powers slip away because this was the first time anyone had ever really done this in early America. And, and unlike them, we have a heritage and a history and we can learn from our ancestors' mistakes. And we see what happened to them. Thank God there was revival. Thank God the Great Awakening took place. Thank God these were men and women of, of character and courage and were able to, to, to right the ship before it was too, too far gone and too far lost. We have them as an example. And here we are in our day in a very similar situation. And what I want you to remember from this is the idea that what we live in in this country, the United States of America, is very precious and very rare. And we are a constitutional republic 
the power and authority according to our supreme law of the land, which is derived from the wisdom in the Bible that our founders and our forefathers read, has it so that the power and authority rests in our hands as we, the people, we are to be self-governing members of the family of faith, and then we elect our leaders to govern church business and national civic business. But we must not ever let go of so much power, either because of a promise of safety or because of the, the, the fear of um, losing a job or losing our health or what, whatever the fear might be, and give those powers away to others. When we do, it spells tyranny and the end of our individual, family, church, business, and civic rights. God's given you a power and authority to, to govern yourself and to govern your children. And we the people are in charge of the church, not the government. And we the people allow our officials in government to govern at our consent. And when they fail to do that, it's our responsibility to hold them accountable and make sure that they are replaced if they're no longer serving the people and ensuring peace and freedom for our neighbors. That's what our early forefathers and foremothers understood and they desperately wanted us to remember so that we can not only enjoy this beautiful republic we have, but that we can keep it for generations to come. Hey, all of this stuff is uh, in the American Covenant book. And uh, if you don't have your copy, uh, you can get one at our website. You can get it uh, online anywhere, but we've got them at the website. And this is chapter 5, page 108, if you want to follow along and read more specifically. Chapter 5, page 108, uh, all about spontaneous associations and the church corrupted. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.